This podcast is Entel Enhanced. To see pictures, articles and links of what's being discussed, download the Entel app. Hello, welcome to the Big Scuba Show. Hello everyone, welcome. This is the Big Scuba Podcast. My name is Ian and uh, with me is... Gemma, hello. Yes, and uh, we're together just doing this episode. We thought it'd be a good time to do a roundup of our dive trip to the Farn Islands. Yeah, that's a good word for it, roundup. A roundup and uh, have a chat about different stuff and uh, bang that on a episode and and uh, I thought it'd be a good time to do a roundup and talk about the trip uh, there was a lot to cover yes so we've got um, a lot of people to mention as well haven't we and there is yeah, yeah. and um, you know and talk about that because it is a really great dive site yes yeah, but before we do that um, so do you want to just give a quick recap of who we are and what we do yes we are the Big Scuba Podcast, yeah. and we've been going over a year now, we're on 84 episodes, and we talk to people from the diving world and connected to the watery world, either on top of it or under it. So yeah. it's not just purely scuba diving, it can be free diving, marine conservation, people that are artists under the water. Uh, we've even spoken to astronauts because they have an element of training in the water to prepare them for space so yeah so it's quite a varied bag and uh, we want to appeal to people that do dive and equally non-divers somehow we made it to 100 countries plus 102 actually 102 yes yeah yeah so obviously we would like to inspire people to maybe think about trying diving or snorkeling or even free diving so hopefully that will happen yeah. yeah. So we want to say thank you very much for downloading this episode and uh, sticking with us. And also, if this is your first time, we also want to say thank you for giving it a shot. And welcome. Yeah. And welcome to the party. Uh, where have you been? Why are you now <laughs> joining us? So, uh, but go back, have a listen, and do some of our previous episodes. I'm pretty sure there'll be something there for everybody yeah. right now. Definitely, and we look forward to hearing your feedback as well because yeah. we're always open to any comments. And uh, yeah, good. Yeah, and we've got various guests, haven't we? And uh, so that's that. Uh, so we're going to talk a bit about our dive kit that we use. We're going to talk about where we went, about where we went, yeah, um, and, uh, and how we got there. How, and yeah, and how we got there. I think is probably a good thing. So. Uh, dial back and uh, so we were there for three days weren't we? yep so we got there on the thursday and then we had dives planned for friday saturday and sunday two dives in the day yeah so where's the fine Islands? so fine islands is right on the northeast coast of england it is way up almost to the border of the england and scotland yeah uh, you know a lot of people are not traveling yet and um although it seems that sort of travel has started to uh, be allowed you know as we speak um but a lot of people in the uk are not traveling and we're all looking around for different places to go live yeah. especially while the kids are off school at the moment uh and the uh place there's a little place little village up on the just below the border of scotland a little place called sea houses 
Uh, sea Houses has got various B and Bs. That's a nice town. Yeah, there's a couple of like small hotels, campsite mm-hmm. uh, places like that, and uh, very well catered for us divers. Also, if you are looking for somewhere where your partner dive, mm-hmm. and maybe you're not, something there for everybody, including the kids, which is really great. There is, it? yeah. There's plenty of. Um... So there are boats that do just pure diving trips and yeah. then there are boats that go out to the Farne Islands and look at the bird life. And, yeah. you know, you can pop you on the islands and then on top of that, there are several castles to go and visit on the coast. Yeah. Um, so Farne Islands is well known for diving it, uh, to go see and play with the seals. Friendly you know, seals. They are very friendly and uh, they're not shy in coming forward. Um <laughs> Unlike in a lot of other parts of the UK, where they will always keep that distance. They will. We've encountered that ourselves. We've been kayaking. You know, they will always keep that little bit of couple metres distance. Pop their heads up and then they'll... Yeah, they're always, you know, inquisitive, but they always keep that distance. Where the Fire Islands, they're actually, they'll come grab your fins. or personal. They certainly do, you know. I've had one where they come try and grab your leg. Yeah. <laughs> They're like puppies. They, they they want to be entertained. They want yeah. they want to see what's what. Uh, you know, does that does that leg taste all right? You know, <laughs> Don't no, put get people off. off. But it's true. You know, but they do. They're, they're puppies. No, yeah. no different to what you know. Yeah, and we were very lucky because apparently there hadn't been that many seals, and then the week before they'd all kind of popped up again. Well, they, they knew we were coming. Yeah. They did. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. But they're also well known, the Fine Islands, is for their puffing. Yes. You know, for you twitchers out there, um, yeah, they, they, they get tons of, they get loads and loads of puffins. They're, they're there the whole time. Yeah, there are they other birds as well. Yeah, yeah. like guillemots, I think I read today. So. Cormorants. Yeah, um, and we saw loads of cormorants. Yeah, yeah, you see them. And we saw a puffin in the water. How we cool did. is that? Yeah, that was the light. Ultimate end. That was on our last time. They looked like penguins. They did. <laughs> Very small. Yeah, yeah, but so quick under the water. Yeah. yeah. So it's really, really good to see. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen a puffin underwater yeah. before. And if you haven't experienced like wildlife underwater other than fish, Farm Islands is definitely the place to go. It is. It's it is. The good experience. thing about the UK is um, UK diving is you do get that versatile of things different climate you know um although it's a small island you know the north sea or is a different uh dive to what's on the south coast mm, yeah yeah in terms of temperature and visibility and the currents yeah you know so uh fine islands has been inhabited since uh about 600 something uh ad there's a church on there i think it's mm-hmm. a wreck another i think an abbey um you know, and uh, it goes, it's got a lot of heritage on there, a lot of history. And there's a lady called Grace Darling, who there has is. a rather interesting story. Um, now, she was a young girl, and uh, Grace Darling's the daughter of Lighthouse, Longstone Lighthouse Keeper. And uh, her and her father went out one night to the middle of the dark. This is in. 1838. Just in a rowing boat. In yeah. a rowing boat. So you imagine the, you know, you're going to have what? An oil light? If that, yeah. If Spray, that. no cover. Yeah. Yeah. And they rescued nine people from a wreck called Orthershire yeah. in a strong gale and fog. 
night. Yeah. You know, that, that ship had rung in ground and they went out in the dark. They goes, yeah. Can yeah. you just imagine that? I don't... There is a museum uh, dedicated to Grace Darling further up the coast that I've been to a couple of years ago and it's really interesting. Yeah, mm. yeah so there's a, a museum there. And if you are in the area, it's worth going to see. Definitely, yeah. And I think Sea Houses Lifeboat is named after Grace Darling. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a lot of history. Um, also, it's also got a lot of wrecks mm-hmm. um, because of these uh, islands, islands. These islands, you know, have popped up in the, in the sea like that. Um, in the olden days, before you know, there was good lighthouses and technology and stuff. The boats caught them and you know mm. run aground there. And there's about, I think, the oldest goes back to something even before there was people on the island. You know, they're yeah. talking about Roman times. I think they're quite broken up. I think our skipper said, didn't they? The storms, they, they get quite get dramatic bashed. storms. So, yeah. yeah, they're spread over. Yeah. I'd love to see some of the uh, the conditions up there. Wind it down. Yeah. To see some of the waves coming. Because they must go over. The, some of them rocks are only a couple of metres above waterline, aren't they? Well, they say some, I think there's 15 to 20 odd islands, depending on the tides and the conditions. Yeah. So otherwise, they'll just disappear. And you can see why boats would have run aground. So all that poo must get washed off. Yeah, there is a little bit of an aroma when you get close to some of these rocks. So you imagine <laughs> these rocks, they've got, in, uh, I don't know how many hundred puffins on. Puffins, And they have all got white caps. Yeah, <laughs> whitewashed. Yeah, yes. and it was a bit smelly. So, you know, uh, so imagine the wintertime must have washed off yeah. and then it all started again. It's all natural. It is, it's all natural. But yeah, um, there's about 250 wrecks. Yeah, so that's something um, else to see. That, um, if we can... Have occurred around those islands since you know, records began. Yeah. yeah. And you can, when you go diving there, you can, you know, opt for a wreck dive mm. if you want, you know, depending on your yeah, uh, diving standards. You know. Yeah, and that's the another thing to say. The Farne Islands cover all abilities. Even if you're a very new diver, you can do a relatively shallow if you, if you haven't dived before in the sea, you know, the diving with, in the Fire Islands, as long as your captain is aware mm. of your ability and your diving level, yeah, you can say to him, you know, because a lot of the dives, you know, one of our dives is about four metres, yeah. you know, and there is teeming a lot. It's you know, fun. You, yeah. You're in kelp, you're seeing fish, uh, the baby fish, well, yeah. colours. Seals dotted around, puffins coming down to join yeah. you. Yeah, it's really. What more do you want? No, exactly. You can look up and see the daylight. You can see the the bubbles you, going you, up. Yeah, right? you can see where the where, where the you know uh, where the surfaces. Surface. Yeah, where the surface. I'm getting excited. <laughs> but as a new diver, that for me it was perfect because it just was. Good diving where you could think about what you were doing and it wasn't yeah. like intimidating as such. No, but the the good the other good thing is as well is that there's something there for everybody. Uh, I know on another boat there we which there's a few twin setters, mm. um, and you know, some of the talk to our dive captain, uh, our captain of the boat, I should say. Skipper. Uh, Skipper uh, Lee, uh, he was saying on some tours. You know, some people like the depth. They like mm. they want to go deep and they want to see wrecks and stuff like. That. 
and he knows where they are. He can go there yes. and take people yeah. there if they want to do that kind of diving. Yeah. But he'd went, he obviously knew our ability levels. And so, yeah, the, the, the trip was organised to uh, Christmas Eve Scuba in Norwich. Yep. And uh, Polly uh, was leading that trip. And um, so Polly would have briefed uh, Lee and the other uh, skipper yeah. to say, this is the makeup of the divers that you're going to have on board. And he will tailor those dives accordingly to fit who he's got. You know, you weren't the only Paddy open water dive. No, no. There were some others. And, um, you know, he, he knows what he's got. He's not going to, if he knows he's got several, if most of the people are on there, are only limited to 80 metres. Yes. And they're on their first time in the sea and it's not going to take them deep. No. really got deep dives. No, and that would just put people off. So, you know, it's great that... But there's no point, you know, yeah. you, you never get repeat business. And things. No. And it's a safe way of... Uh, yeah, looking after people. Dive, you know, <laughs> and uh, we should mention, Lee, um, from uh, Farm Diving Services. He's yeah. not the only one. There's a few there. But, but Lee was our skipper. And uh, what a great skip. He had 30 years in the... In the yes, yeah, he's, I service. think it's yeah, all in the family. But, yeah, he was amazing and briefed as well, didn't he? Yeah. And he operated... Surprisingly shy, though. Yes, he wasn't very um, <laughs> keen to... We did try, didn't we? We tried, we tried, tried to do a quick chat with him, but he really did... You can hear him briefly on episode 83. Yeah, he, <laughs> he really was... didn't want to come on and talk to us. Um, he was very... Great to talk to, like face to face, and he looked after us yeah. amazingly. He operated the lift, so got us back in. Very the strong, broad acting. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he was brilliant, really, really good. Yeah, yeah. and they, uh, uh, when you've got skipper like who's, and they all have. There are, you know, I think of other skippers who I've dived with up there, and um, they've all been there since year dot since they're babies. Mm. Lee. He started with his dad when he was four years old. Yeah, you know, that's how they know. And he's a diver. That's how he knows where to take people around their islands. You spent 30 years around and you're going to see everything, aren't you? You're going to know where the currents are. You're going to know how weather affects things. Yeah. Yeah, and again, because he had got that experience, again, he puts a new person who's trying this kind of diving for the first time very much at ease as well. Yeah, so um, he was on the, his, his boat is called uh, Farm Diver 2. Mm. Yeah, and it was a lovely, comfy boat. It was just seats all around the outside. You could put your tanks, tie them up to the... I've got to warn anyone who does go diving on this. His boat is not alone. All, <laughs> the, all, all the dive boats that aren't like this, that the, let's say, the bathroom facilities is a little bit... Never um, basic. So I didn't there was a curtain. There was a curtain. A shower there was a, curtain. There, there is a curtain that covers your modesty. Yeah, but if you fancy like trying to sit on a, I could tell you a funny story actually about that. So uh, one of my friends, I won't name him because he'll probably embarrass me. Probably won't want me to name and shame because too many people know him. But on a previous day, he went to use the said toilet facilities. Now it is virtually just a Really, with a whole load of blue, um, whatever you call it, yeah. Uh, but this one bleach. that you like had a flush on, yeah. yeah. I didn't didn't use it. Um, did I? Well, some 
some of our illustrious dive leaders just go off the back of the boat. That was an experience for me last September. No mention of names. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so uh, he what he done? He was like, he'd go for Lou. So he dropped his uh, dry suit. Uh, needed to go to, you know, have a wee, and uh, stood there. And he said, just as he got going, his dive computer fell oh, off his arm and went plop into the blue abyss. Into the blue <laughs> abyss below. And he then, as when he realised, he had a big question: Does he? Does he now pretend that didn't happen and walk away from his nice dive computer? No. Or does he roll up his sleeve and? Delve into the blue abyss, and uh, let's say he went for the second option and spent the rest of the weekend scrolling blue, <laughs> blue marker off his arm. Well, we've <coughs> just had conversations about dive computers, and I certainly would go in after mine. Exactly, safety is everything. Yeah, so uh, yeah, he did. And, uh, yeah, so you go for the onboard facilities. You just keep a check on where your dive computers are. Make sure everything's secure. Make sure everything's secure. A- absolutely, yeah. You don't want that happening here. Yeah. Anyway, what else about the boat? It was it was a comfy boat, wasn't it? There's was plenty of room to move around. Plenty of fresh air. Yeah, dive lift off the back, which was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and even Lee took your fins off when he came back up. Yeah, well, they do because you got that health and safety thing. You know, you try and get on. You 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 you've been under. You're soaking wet. Um, maybe a little bit cold. Especially for new divers, mm. you know, a bit unsteady, so, you know, and, and uh, getting a bit well. tired. Well, all you need is that boat to roll, and before you know it, if you aren't careful, you've got a diver rolling about on the yeah. centre deck, and I don't think we you can, get hurt. It's an abs we didn't get that done. Um, I can't remember, to be honest. Yeah. Either so, way. But yeah, that was a really nice touch. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. it does help because it's just. Sometimes it's just little things, you know, and um, it just means that once you get up in your but on on the deck, you can take those fins off, yeah, and, know you're and gonna steady get back. you yeah. to the yeah where you can take the seat. And he knows because what's the worst thing that happened mm. is that he's got three or four people still in the water. Fall Somebody over. falls over, hurt himself. Not only are they, you know, in trouble on the, on mm. on the dive boat. Is that you've got now got people? He's now got to go get them up yeah. as well, and maybe cut all the diving short. Now race back the, mm. the harbour to get this person some help. Yeah, yeah, and he was very good with um, people, you know, steadying them towards the boat lift when yeah. we did our giant stride in, just yeah. to make sure they got there safely. So yeah, yeah, it was uh, very, yeah, very good. It is, and. Um, uh, I've heard I've heard names called to the dive boats when they got lifted on the back by certain people in Beauty Rib as the saga boat, you know. But hey, I'm a believer. If anything that makes life easier uh, to yes. dive, I'm, I'm, I'm all up for it. And uh, you're there yeah. to enjoy the diving and Absolutely. get on the boat. Yeah, no, that's very true. Um let's talk about so I, I think we've kind of done farms and um maybe, uh the dive boat. Let's talk about a little bit about what Yes, yeah, so we had to, yeah, get all our kit together and uh, take with us. So I was a bit nervous on day one Why because 
there was probably there was two dive boats. Let's say I didn't count, but let's say there's ten on a dive. Yeah, boat. ten or twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Fair guess. Um, everyone's all getting, getting up, and I'm looking around, thinking I'm the only person in a wetsuit. Semi dry seat. Well, semi dry, but you know, you know what I mean. And everyone else is in their dry seats. You're very brave. And I'm about to jump in the North Sea in a wetsuit. And uh, yeah. And um, I had a few people say to me, Are you sure? What are you doing? And I think Polly even came up to me. Are you sure <laughs> you're doing the right thing? And I was like, uh, No. But no. But I looked, you know, this is where it comes, mate making good notes in your logbook come into place because I look back at my past uh, dives mm-hmm. and sea temperature was about 12, I think one time I recorded 13. Yes. But most of the time I recorded 12 degrees. And, um, you know, it's I think we shared before, you know, our lovely friends at O3 mm-hmm. um, supported us with these lovely semi-dry suits and yeah. we want to give them a fair test yeah um fair test fair review um you know to feedback what they're like yeah i've never dived in a dry suit so i, I don't know they were warm at uh stony coat, stony coat them, yeah. they, but that was a you know it's 35 degrees temperature there yeah. you know it, we're now going to jump in the north sea that most i was expecting 12 degrees c yeah and i think we got water. to 13 was a minimum wasn't it 12 on one line yeah, and uh, air temperature and being on the boat in the North Sea, mm. let's say, was what? Yes, yeah. yeah, and being on the boat, going from harbour to the islands is a good half an hour. Yeah, yeah. and I knew from previous, um, previous years that if that wind you can get quite the chill, Surely. even with a dry suit on. You know, my uh, O3 R100 uh, is one mil. Mm. And you do feel that wind blow. Even with your thermals underneath. You certainly do. Um, so I have felt the chill, you know. And uh, anyway, uh, so I thought, well, you know, I want to give these a go. Tom said, you know, they'll be all right. It'll be fine. So I'll, I'll give uh, I'll give these a go. And they are, what are they, six mil? Well, they're called um, 65 semi-dry. So it's a six mil um, and a five mil split. Yeah. And you also get a you get a onesie. Yeah, you get a short john. You, you get a short john uh, deep skin <laughs> onesie that you put on underneath. Yeah. So, so I had that. Yeah. Then I get all lubed up, slide into my dry, <laughs> semi dry, and um, yeah, uh, and I'm in. Uh, got my boots on as yeah, well. Yeah, you look quite close. And I have to say, we're totally and totally honest. With diving in with me, uh, five mil hood. I got me O three gloves. Yeah. Um, I was actually snug. Yeah, and I mean, when we were under, snug I was thinking, as a rug. Is he cold? Is he cold? But and no. I tell you what, I actually loved the flexibility of it because although you know it's nice to walk, I like my dry suit. You, you know, by the time you get your thermals on mm. and you got your dry suit on, you know, you can feel a bit snug in it. Um, but I felt so I had more flexibility in this, yeah. you know. And I really, I, I, I'm a converted man. 
Yeah, it's good to hear. I, I just stayed in my dry suit, but yeah, you and then you did dry suit on the middle day, didn't you? I did. Yeah. The main reason, <laughs> the main reason was, is I went to my wet, my wet to, and it was really wet on the second day. Yeah, and so was the onesie, and I thought, and the weather had changed. It was a bit more blowy, wasn't it? It was yeah. very wintry outside, and I thought, hmm. So I'll be putting a wet, cold wetsuit on. This is really wet from at least an hour before I jump in. Yeah. I'm not going to get warm before I even jump in. And I thought that I'm off, I'm, that's not going to be good. So I thought, well, day two, I'll walk from a dry suit or my wetsuit is drying. Does that make sense? Yeah, but it's a good, you've got, you've had the opportunity to, on consecutive days to wear. Semi-dry, dry yeah, suit. Yeah, so, uh, so day one, semi-dry. Mm -hmm. Day two, dry suit. Day three, back in the semi-dry. And you were feeling a bit cold. I did, yeah. It wasn't solid cold. It was just a couple of patches. Maybe we weren't moving and we were just, like, looking at stuff and I just felt a bit of a chill. I just loved it. I was chilling out. I was, <laughs> I was being, like, I was being sealed <laughs> Yeah, but I think it's because, yeah, we probably weren't, like, moving much and we were just, like, observing. But well, honestly, at no time, apart from when you, I got on the lift on one of the dives and, you after, <laughs> and, I, and the water come off the back of my head down my back and I was like... <laughs> yeah, but then once it's in, it's in. Exactly. But I felt absolutely fine. And uh, if anyone is diving in the UK and... Haven't got drives, yeah, and they haven't got a drive a dry suit spec. You know, some people we talked to someone me. Mm. Uh, I can't hear what it was now, and they said that they they don't normally dive in the UK. They normally just get they dive on a liverboard. So they've got no dry suit spec. No, no. Um, and these retail for under three hundred quid. Yeah, so they're very affordable. So if it, it's just. Summer that you can I do. would certainly recommend if somebody hasn't got a dry suit and they don't really want to get a wetsuit, at least to be warm. But the dry suit is that little, the semi dry is that little bit warmer. And I have to say, do it yeah. for the summer. Yeah, you know, I'm not talking winter here, I'm talking summer. Mm. It is worthwhile getting, you know, spending that money and. I think I'm pretty sure O3 are not the only manufacturer. No, not at all. But, but you know, if I can give a recommendation, give Tom a call, O3, give them a call, and they you know they can eat, they'll tailor it to fit. Mm. You know, they did me, didn't they? You know, yours just like off the leg first. Yeah, it fitted fine, but yours just needed a bit of leg adjustment, didn't it? Yeah, you know, you know and moved the knee pads about. <laughs> they do the same in my own three set. Yeah. But it's an easy process. Yeah, and they take full measurements. It's a real simple process, isn't it? And yeah. you don't need to go and visit the shop. It's all done online via email, which yeah. is great. And O3 have got a really good uh, name for their mm -hmm. service. Um, and I've, my dry suit, I've sent them off every year to have it serviced, and they'll do different bits and pieces, you know, up the service and you yeah. don't have to pay extra and all that, and that's been absolutely brilliant. You come back, it's like wow, you know, this is great. But you know, um, yeah, I 
as far as I'm concerned, brilliant. Yeah, you no, know, we'll, we'll put links in the show notes so that you can head over to the O3 website O3 and, have, Limited, yeah. Yeah, and have a look at the 65 semi-dry suits. Yeah, so there we go. If you're, if you're, if you're rather than buying a dry suit, look at that as an option if you're just going to be diving in the UK in the, in the summer season. In the summer season. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there will be some brave souls that might consider using them more in autumn. But And it depends, again, we were in North England the sea in the south coast is a little bit warmer. So, it is, yeah. and clearer. They are yeah. uh, on our coastline. We have a lot more of a shorter window. On the south coast, they're virtually dying all year. Yes, yeah. In, yeah. Because their water comes up from the south. Yeah. It's less sandy down there as well. So Yeah. But, yeah, so 03, look them up. Yeah. Um, we've been sharing quite a bit about the last week. Um, we've been, I did take... The Paralins uh, for Quida. Yeah. And um, got on with that really well. So you had that on your mask? I had it on my mask. Um, you know, I, I, I'm i going to move from having that on, on my mask. Um, it, it, I, I can't say for definite, but I'm pretty sure um, my mask was leaking yes. because it has a weight to the band. Mm. Um but you know, my mask sometimes do that. You know, when I hasn't, I haven't got that on. But anyway, what I have noticed was vibration in the video because mm. it was picking up all the bubbles coming out of my exhaust of my regulators. Um, and also, there was a couple of times, you know, it missed um, what you were looking what at. What I was looking mm. at. You know, so when it when it's the, Flat to your side of your head like something else. Third Star eye Trek. on the side of your head. You know, uh, I think a cyborg in uh, Star Trek, if you're a Trekkie. Um, you know, it's you can't exactly see where it is, where it's pointing. Mm. And um, so I thought, well, for the later dives, I'll go and use their trigger system. Yeah, which was a new piece of kit that we've been sent to try. It yeah, great. and um, I have to say I really liked it. I liked the, you know, you could hold it. Um, so I, got, I, ha- I had a cord um, go to it just for safety. Yeah, you know. it was more directional, wasn't it? You could point and... I could actually see. And this is the good thing about the arrows for Quita. You've got screen now on the back. Mm. So you can literally point and shoot. Make sure... You know, it automatically comes on, you know, from, uh, I think, when you drop below 0.3 metres um, or foot, you know, for our US friends. It automatically comes on and records yeah. it. You set it up to do it. Automatically sorts the white balance out, and you can just point and shoot, and that works so much better. So I've got uh, loads to go through. Yeah. Day one and day two, and um, that was when I was on my head, and that didn't really, I didn't really find that worked well. At the third dive, you got some footage of a seal, didn't you? So yeah, yes. and yeah. Uh, so, I think we really shared that, but I'll yeah. be doing some more with that as. Go on. So we, but we want to say thanks to uh, Paralens. Yeah. Um, for that, you know, and there'll be more. Yeah. To be done with that yeah. as time goes on. Yeah, and it's you know obviously an extra thing. You did all the shooting with the camera. Yeah. yeah. So that's quite good. Um, dive computer. Oh, actually, you were in your. Did you want to talk about your dive your drive suit? Yeah. So I had my fourth element Hydra dry suit on yeah. with my. Thermals underneath, and yeah, that's really performance. I do like them thermals actually. Yeah, yeah, they're 
And again, it's not bulky. I don't find it bulky at all. It's a nice kind of slim fitting suit. Yeah. Which is, uh, you feel really comfy in the water. I do wonder if you want to look into getting some pocket for your suit. Yeah, I think that would be useful for definitely sea diving. Yes. Um, I, I would miss having pockets. So if you're... If you're listening to this, uh, perhaps let us know. Do you what do you think? You know, um, pockets or no pockets. What do you think? Uh, having pockets on your dry suit? Do you, do you have them? Or I know even some wet. Some people have them on mm. their wet suits. Put yeah. them on. Yeah. Put on. Um, I I like having pockets because I, I like put my torch in there. You can you you've got a loop in there. You can connect it up. Yeah, and it's um, a natural kind of thing, like putting your hands. Down your legs into pockets. <laughs> and where this conversation was going. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? Well, why are you going red? Oh, to speak. <laughs> anyway, yes, I think it will be, it's more of a natural, rather than shuffling around in your weight, <laughs> your hands in your pockets on your legs. Oh, that's where I'll leave it. Shuffling around with your waist. Well, trying to get into your BCD pockets and you've got to open a zip and you've got to, you know, it's mobility, isn't it? Whereas... Anyway, listeners, tell me what you think. Yeah. Okay. Well, you had it there. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, my hydro dry seat. Before and if you get a charge, right in to... <laughs> <laughs> what was Jeremy talking about? <laughs> um, what else did I wear? I wore my fourth element gloves and my hood, and yeah, I was particularly warm. Yeah, they're and, right. Yeah. And dry as well, which is great. Yeah, it does help in a dry suit. Stay dry. Yes. <laughs> when 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 you're in a wet suit and you suddenly get wet, it's like hmm. oh, surprise. <laughs> surprise. Yeah. Not expecting that. Yeah. It's a bit weird though. Don't you find sometimes like I can think. I remember one time I was I was going around in in my semi drive, and I'd be absolutely fine. And then all of a sudden you feel, and this is why you're actually diving. So you are submersed in water. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> why is it all of a sudden you feel a little cold stream go down your back? Like it's like you you know you, you you're not in water, but now all of a sudden you've you got some water go down your back. But doesn't it show what a good fit that suit is? So. Mm. Yeah, because I th- when we were diving in the sea at Stony, it didn't feel like water was washing around. No, no, definitely not. Although you do have water, yeah, so I've got water in my boot. Oh yeah, yeah, you do have. Water. So I, I am totally submerged in water, but it's a bit weird why you suddenly feel this little stream of cold sometimes. <laughs> down, and you're like, that was different. <laughs> New experience. And you suddenly think, oh, I'm leaking. No, you're not, because I'm already wet. wet. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's one less thing to worry about, isn't it? So you worry in a dry suit, have I got a leak? Have I moved my neck? Or... Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, anyway, we've been covered that. So we really like it. Um, okay. Um, so we're both now diving on Shearwater computers. We are. I've got a Shearwater Peregrine. And this trip was the first, I did use it at Stony, but having six dives, it made me really get to learn it and see the benefit of safety stops and keep looking at it as well to monitor the depth. So it was a great learning um, experience as well. They are. And um, 
I know when you did that post a while back, you had all these people replying to you, mm-hmm. going, get the sheer water. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, really easy to see underwater. I've got a bundy um, taken the uh, strap off, so you've just got the elasticated. <laughs> Stop laughing. What? <laughs> Yeah, so it's nice and comfy on my wrist and, yeah, easy to look at. And I really enjoyed it. And I, I now realise, so it's, I start out, I've done 29 dives now. And so these last six, it's really kind of compounded the importance of having a dive computer and the connection with your safety stops and mm. obviously depth and, yeah, looking at NDL. So it's it's really um pulled it all together really it's all very well reading the theory but when you've actually got that computer on your wrist and i think maybe i should have got a computer sooner maybe um not necessarily i think you got it at the right time well i suppose with a few got, dives you, now you still got to um you know get your head around windy and mm. things like that and be overloaded um, no, too soon. and this i think the last or the dive three four I put a GoPro on my wrist, and I've never done that before, but I just felt that was maybe time to give that a go. Yeah, I, I think you've done right with that. You know, you, you weren't constantly looking at it. You know, a lot of people put GoPro on and spend a whole time looking at the GoPro, mm. um, you know, and not looking at actually where they're going or their buoyancy, yeah. you know, and those things come way before adding a GoPro to yeah. dive. And I think and there is a benefit in some ways because it takes your mind off, you know, are you worrying about your mask fogging up or worrying or just being a bit nervous? At least you've got a little bit of a distraction, but you've got to be ready to take that distraction and not do it too soon. Yeah, and um, that is true. And uh, the, the dive computer should be there to aid your dive. Mm. And, but you, you know, you control with um, with that information that you're diving. Yeah, yeah. So, no, so it's very successful. But the more dives that you do, the more you'll get to know the ins and outs of your computer and, you know, how that works for you. Yeah, yeah. And it's even great seeing it log the dive and the depth and yeah, the temperature. You dive yeah, plan, yeah, you? yeah. See, you know, see what, what, how, how it was, you yeah. know. Yeah, rather than rely on maybe your buddy who's, you know, got the computer in the early stages, then, yeah, more. Well, there is, because there's now, you'd, you'd now take more ownership of your own diving, mm. um, you know, and that's how it should be. Um, let's be controversial. Okay. Right? I'm not a great fan of relearning these tables. Mm. You know, I understand, you know, why people can learn them, get that, you know. To me, um, I think it's a bit like learning about a fax machine, really. They're round um, still. Well, it is, because I just think, <laughs> right, okay, so we, we get, we, so my, somebody said to me, you should learn the dive tables. Well, I, when That's I started. Right. We all do. We all learn the dive tables. That's part of the training. That's part of the training. Yeah. Okay. So um, do you still use a fax machine? You still go to a um, um, a phone booth? No. Or do you use a mobile phone? 
Yeah, exactly. Time's moved on. But I can understand that's when you where want it to go shopping, do you, do you walk to the shops backwards or do you take your car? Yeah, but they had to really start somewhere, didn't they? And that is the theory that it's I know, when we kind of, we've all moved on. I know, that. that's what dive computers you know, I kind of think now, you know, uh, agencies now be saying, right, let's, you know, that's that. We'll show you how that works so you kind of understand that. But let's show you and let's teach you how to use a dive computer. Yeah. We had that conversation earlier. That would have been really beneficial and it makes you, you know. Because that's the way it's going. Yeah. I, You know, I'm sure there'll be people saying, but why was the dive computer fail? Right. Okay. Have a backup. You either have a backup or, a buddy. or you cancel. You you you, you yeah. finish that dive. You sur- You do your safety stop and you surface. Exactly. Right. You know, and you you follow your buddy. They basically tell you where the safety stop is. But most people, you know, we're not te- we're not talking tech diving. We're talking recreational type diving. Yeah, open you know, water diving. Where you're going to be um, with either a backup computer or with a buddy, you know, mm-hmm. or you know, you you're not going to take tables in into the dive. I just pulled you. that out of my pocket. You know what I mean, <laughs> you're not. And suddenly now I've got, you know, I'm down here at 15 meters in the current, and I'm not going to start working all this out. You'd have done all this beforehand. So anyway, the point of it is, I kind of think we moved on. We keep up with technology. Yes. You know, we tick the box in our dive logs that say we use a dive computer. We haven't used a planner. Why are we still why are we still having to learn all about the fax machine when we've all got mobile phones? Well, I bet we well, t- let us know. To me, yeah, <laughs> I'm not arguing the point that we don't need to learn about. What I'm saying is, you know, we should now we should do right past the table. Let's learn how about the dive computer. So then you've got the tools, you're equipped with the tools when you get in the water you know, from the very beginning. Nearly everybody dives with a dive computer these days. Mm. But there you go. That's my opinion, that's my view. Well, everybody is entitled to an opinion. Yeah. Um, well, we need to um, talk about. So, with both of our. Oh, I'm, yeah, so, I was just going to say very quickly. Um, so you're on the Peregrine. Peregrine, yeah. I'm on the Perdix AI. Yeah. And uh, they both use the same algorithm. Algorithms, as do your backup. Yeah, so I've got a backup, Deep Blue, a Cosmic. So that's yeah, a, it's a yeah. Nice computer. Yeah, it's more, um, a little bit smaller possibly than the Peregrine, and it looks a little bit more like a square watch. Where so did that come from? Deep Blue. Deep blue. Yeah. So, if you're looking around for um, a sh- uh, dive computer, there's loads out there. Sunto do a great big range. Shearwater Research do a great big range. Yeah. Garmin do one. Um, I think they do one, maybe. Yeah, I think it's called And also, and then you've got this one from Deep Blue. Then you've got Long do some, Mares do some. So, there's loads out there. And I, my first one was a. Um, what was that? The Opta. No, can't remember. Anyways, it is a little. Yeah, but I think it, obviously when you're starting out, it maybe depends on Oceanic, your. Oceanic. That's the name of my yeah. first time. So you may be governed by budget and yeah. 
yes, you've just got to yeah, sort of adapt. There's enough out there for you to yeah. choose from. Yeah, so uh, that's that. Um, and how did we get up there? How did we get? Well, we had four wheels. So we're doing a new thing. Uh, we like to try do new things. Don't we? Yeah, mix it up. One thing I've been, uh, been staring me in the face for quite a while uh, with us was, you know, when you look at, when you want to start diving, many of us think, oh, we, we need to upgrade cars, get a bigger car. Uh, yeah, diving, you do need you know, a decent sized vehicle. You do, because they're yeah. surprising the kit, isn't it? Mm. And I thought, we need to do a test and some reviews on vehicles and cars, you know, because. You know, people who listen to this, they're thinking about what car to get and yes. um, put all their dive gear in and stuff. So we spoke to uh, Ford, didn't we? Yes. And uh, had a yeah. chat with um, our new friends at Ford and say what we were thinking about doing, said about who we are. Yeah, and what um, we could do. What we'd like to do. And they're like, yes, let's do it. That sounds great. Um, and they said, well, what vehicle? And I was like, mm, well, I used to have a Ranger. And uh, they said, well, we've got Rangers and we've got a Raptor. And I was like, ah. Oh. For people that don't know what a Ranger is, it's kind of a, a, pickup, a double cabbed pickup. Yeah. Fuck on you, back. And like. So for our American friends, you're talking about a Ford F-150, which is a big machine. Um, the Rangers are slightly smaller yeah. than what the f um, and especially in the UK, where we are governed quite heavily on size of engines, emissions, emissions, and tax, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, our, a lot of our pickups manufacturers have gone for smaller engines. Yeah, or hybrid. Yeah. So. so, anyway, so we're talking Ford, and they said you can have a Ford Ranger if you like, or you can have a Raptor, or you can have this and that. And we're like, oh. That sounds good. Pickup sound would be really good. Especially having had a pickup before. Yes. Um, um, and I was a bit sceptical, let's say, because I was thinking, you know, these are big vehicles. And what um, engine size they're two liter. Two liter. Yeah. You know, and for our American friends, they'd probably be thinking that's sacrilege of the pickup. It's tiny and I'm kind of with them on that because if I'm um bit prehistoric i suppose now i know i'm only, only 26 but you know i'm a bit of a believer if you're gonna have a big truck you have a big engine it makes a big noise all that sort of stuff and um so i was, I was thinking well okay let's, let's give a raptor a go and let's see how we get on let's see will the raptor make a good scuba truck yeah with all that that's idea. a good question isn't it? yeah you know, that's the question that we want to answer. You know, what will make a good scuba truck? Put all your gear in uh, on a Friday or a Saturday or whatever. Have a comfy drive. Have a comfy drive. But in the rest of the week, when you're not diving, diving? you're going to be, <laughs> it's going to be, you know, a good vehicle, a good to, run vehicle. Kids, yeah. to run the kids to school and go to the supermarket and yeah. do all the, you know, We've only got X pounds, yeah. you know, or dollars. So it's got to answer, it's got to tick a lot of boxes. Well, it's got to tick, yeah, every box that you want out of a normal car, plus transport. a lot of people out there already who've already done reviews on ranges and pickups and all that. But 
we want to come at a different angle for our listeners. Say, if you're looking around for a vehicle, will a pickup, will a Raptor be a good one to do? Will it fulfil what you need it to do? And I have to say, uh, again, I'm wrong. <laughs> we did I, all I've the wrong. You know, um, I went into it thinking, you know, two litres, so it's going to be dull. It's going Far to be, from it. It's going to be, you know, very sluggish and loads of fuel. It's got too many gears. You know, yeah, it's, it's got ten. ten gears. It's going to be far too many gears, and I'm not going to enjoy driving it. That was my thoughts. And what we got delivered on the Tuesday, and you were a happy man by the Tuesday lunchtime. Oh my god! Yeah. So um, yeah, uh, first at Harvey and one of his friends around my son. For a quick spin round to see what it's like to drive, and loved it right, right <laughs> from the start. Um, you know, it is bigger than the standard pickup. It's, you know, it's a bit taller. Yeah. It's um, wider. It's got um, you know quite big wheels. And it's got eighty-seven inch wheels on. Yeah, but even for me, I'm not used to driving even a pickup, and I drove drive a smaller car and a kind of standard car, and I didn't feel like I was out of my depth. No. No, they are, you know, not just Fords, but, you know, the Ford Ranger particularly has been designed for anyone to drive, you know, and not feel, oh, my God, I'm driving this crappy thing. Well, like driving like a bus or a coach, but you didn't get that feeling. No, not at all. And I felt very safe in it. Mm. I felt like I could drive for miles. I felt like I got to see houses and gone back. Yeah, well, I think we drove straight for like four over four hours, didn't we? Felt that, absolutely that was fine. fine. Yeah. Felt absolutely fine. Uh, fuel economy, we were getting about twenty-eight to the gallon now. Yeah, I know the <laughs> reported stats are higher than that, but that might be but combined. This is real life driving on real life roads with loaded loaded up. And we had all your gear, didn't we? All my gear. Yeah, you know all your hair products and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I, think, I don't know how many clothes you took. How many clothes you took? To last for what a month? No, I thought we were going to go for three years. <laughs> anyway, so we had all your gear and my little box, my shoe box of gear, <laughs> and um, we got everything all in. And we got up there twenty eight to the gallon and back on the same. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, felt absolutely fine. You know, and um, I think yeah, as a I'm we had a few comments that we people say, oh, you can't, you can't get all the, you can't get everything in there. Yeah. You, know, fit through there. you can't get as much weight onto it. Yes, we know, you know, the, because of the suspension, it won't take a full ton. Mm. It will take 750, right? But how many tanks do you normally take with you? You know, most tanks weigh, what, 13 kilograms? Yeah, 20 13 kilograms tops. tops, yeah. Know, how many tanks are you actually going to take with you on a dive trip? Yeah. And to be honest, the tanks... Who loads a tonne weight into a pickup? It's, no, the scuba tanks, at most, for two people diving, you'd have four or five tanks, and then maybe your weights, but there's no way you're going to get near. You're not. You know, most people, you know, most people buy a Land Rover, don't spend the... You know, most people buy a Range Rover, that most they'll go on is wet grass. Yeah. And it's the same principle. Yes, we know we can take that. And yes, and there's lots of complicated tax decisions, finance decisions and all that, but we're, we're not educated in that. So we can't go into it. 
that, that's what you, that's between you and your accountant. That's another decision to make. Financial decision. We're just talking about what makes a good scuba truck. Yeah. Right? Um, that's all we're talking about. And, you know, I've got to say, I've got to say, you know, it ticked all the boxes. It did. And then some. Yeah. And I was wrong. Yeah. So with our scuba gear, it's got a nice big back on it with a cover that is a rollable mountaintop cover yeah, it's really easy to use and kept all the gear dry and secure yeah, yeah. while we weren't with the truck yeah so yeah on and it's really sturdy in the back there's no um you're not going to do any damage putting a tank in the back are you it's no, just lovely no, and no, secure. secure that in um so you forget you can get plenty of gear in and all we had our paddle boards in there as well, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, and our boxes with our dive gear in, they both fitted in. And then yeah, all our sort of BCDs and everything else around it. I'm and pretty I'm... confident that four people can get in that pickup and have all the scuba gear in the back for a scuba trip yeah. quite happily. Yeah. You know. All right, you got you know, you'd have to plan what you're gonna take and things like that. Mm. But I'm confident people can do that. Definitely, and, and yeah. With ease uh, for a day. Yeah. And so I think it'd be absolutely fine. Um, I know the kids found it great to, to go out in, um, you know. So, you know, if you've got family, your isofix fixings in the seat, you know, that's what it yeah. wants. Um, you know, it's easy for anyone to join. Yeah, it's got, you know, the console in the middle, the sat-nav and all the, yeah, whiz-bang stuff. So it's Bluetooth. Great. Yeah. Um, you can stream your music to electric seats that you can adapt to, yeah. yeah. Heated seats, you know. What more do you want? Black headlining on the top, you feel comfortable, yeah. you feel safe, you feel secure. It's great, but it's in good warning systems, you know. It's got the um crash, crash thing, things, yeah. You know. is, yeah. So, I think, yeah, it was lovely to drive, yeah. It is, and um, you know, and I have to say, in sport mode. Let's talk about sport mode. Um, oh my god, <laughs> it changed its sound. Yeah, all of a sudden it comes a different beast altogether. Yeah. Together, and the comes alive. Growls, growls, and barks at you. Uh, you've got the old flappy paddle gear shifts that you can use. Yes, which you did. Yeah, and um, just to, it is automatic that we had. Oh, yes, automatic. Yeah, yeah she said that. So 10-speed automatic gearbox, twin turbo, um, 230, I think. Mm. Um, anyway, you know, and it is it's more than what you're not, you want. But, oh, yeah, the exhaust tone that mm. comes first, like, in sport mode, it's great. Yeah, certainly. I can feel my inner, uh, my inner boy racer coming out again, which I haven't experienced for years. And you're like, yes. Yeah, must be. And you do feel like you've got a presence on the road, although you know, not you're not huge, you're not over the white lines or anything, but you have got a presence. Yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it, and um, and all of a sudden, my thoughts about the two liter engine not being enough was like. Think of the it's gone, you know, so uh, I was totally wrong about that. So you were a bit yeah. sad to see it go back home. Tuesday was a very sad day. Not <laughs> so I, go, yeah. um, I have to say, very um, sad. Um, we'll see what the future brings. Muddy, bring muddy. Yes, its number plate was mud on the end. Yes, what a great number plate. Um, but, but I think we put it through our, its paces 
um, in terms of its load and its distance and while we're up there and, you know, different driving roads. It wasn't all motorway driving at all, was no, it? it was like no, when you roads. get off the A1, um, it's very scenic mm. and there are lots of ends ends Ability, like it's turning circle, like we had to move it around on the key, didn't we, when we were... Yeah, um, so the top of the key at Seahouse is cramped. It gets very, very busy, yeah. not much room. But even so, even so that this is a big truck, um, absolutely fine. You could see people looking, thinking, yeah, I'm not going to get through this. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. And, um, you know, it is, for size, very manoeuvrable. Mm, yeah, I think... Um, Visually, you know, you can see all around the truck. Yeah, and it's got had a few people contact us um, to ask about our thoughts, um, you know, because they're now thinking about you know, what vehicles to get. They like what they saw. They do. And um, so there's a few people interested, I have to say. Um, you know, so uh, I want to say thank you to Ford. Um, hopefully there'll be some more to come. Mm. Um, at some other vehicles, aren't we? Yeah, they do. Other Ford range. I didn't know they did camper vans. Yeah, so then we might be trialing them, mm. perhaps at some stage. Um, and hopefully we'll get muddy back. We've got some things in the pipeline coming up. Yeah, yeah. Where we're going to be out and about. So it'd be great to do something with them again. Um, yeah. So, but we'd, so, yeah, just like to say thank you. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. And, uh, you know, if you're in that position where you've now learned the dive and you're thinking, I need to upgrade, then look at a pickup. You know, mm. I'm not saying you just got to look at the Raptor because, you know, uh, there's a sport track that's coming out in a few months' time. There's the MSRT that's now out, which is a bit of a, another sporty one. Yeah, that's it's got the wild track, got limited. Uh, there's a whole range, and a pickup is a great way now of. The lifestyle vehicle. Yeah, and you know, with, people who dive and paddleboard, and yeah. you know, and their kids are busy and stuff. You know, they drive like a car. Yeah, and it's still within um, everybody's ability in terms of emissions. You know, it's not anything like a supercar. No, definitely. No, definitely. Um, kind of ruined you. <laughs> not ruined you. It's it's ruined me because I was going to. I had my. I had my sets. I had my sights set on a wild track and I don't think there's any like going back after sport mode I'm like when you see other rangers on the road I I want that sport mode so get test drives with your own dealership and uh, put your order in put your order in (laughs) to get a raptor you lucky people they make you smile that's for sure the smile factor alone um, is was enough scuba smiles scuba smiles so did it, did it perform as a good scuba truck? Our answer to that is definitely yes. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. yes. Um, so, yeah. So I think that's kind of rounds up our fun. I think trip. it does. I think we think we covered everything. Yeah. We covered the kit. We always so, want to say thank you very much to our lovely partners and friends and patrons and to crystal seas for organizing such a great trip as well it was yeah. really well organized polly looked after us amazingly as well yeah, yeah. um so keep a look up for their website scuba for me.co.uk yeah. um you know they've always got dive trips on the go and um, you know we want to sort of say you know thank you very much for listening and downloading this episode if you can um moment 
leave us a mention and a review yeah, on iTunes or Spotify. It helps other people find us, doesn't it? A like and a share is always appreciated. It certainly is. And uh, we do want to hear your comments and uh, let us know what you think of this episode or other past episodes. Yep, so you uh, can please do. email us. So uh, email is in the show notes. Or you can direct messages on our social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Check out our TikTok account. We've got that phone. And we have got that phone. We've got that phone. And that number is plus 44 7810 Awesome. So uh, you can always leave us a little voicemail. In fact, Matt River, he's done just that. We need to put that in. Yes. Yes. So we'll pop him on next, I think. Yeah. Hi guys, how's it going? Uh, this is Matt. Um, I know you from I know you, Ian and um, Gemma from Crystal Seas. Anyway, um, good to see that the podcast is doing so well. Um, I just wanted to uh, talk about my um, limited mine course I did with um, Ian Franz. I highly recommend Ian Franz. He was an incredible. He was one of the best. He was probably the best. Um, instructor for any course I've ever done so um, yeah I highly recommend him to anyone that's looking into technical diving or um, overhead diving CCR he does pretty much it there's not much that he doesn't teach to be fair Um, the course was brilliant I absolutely loved it Um, first time we went in went in the mine the war was absolutely crystal clear Um, it was incredible um yeah thanks see you later right now i think that will do for this episode episode 84 finished yeah yeah so thank you very much thanks for downloading and we'll see you on the next one keep an eye on the social media there'll be more bits and pieces coming out yeah yeah and you know please interact with us comment ask us questions we'd like to hear from our listeners listeners right see you soon (laughs) okay cheerio everyone thanks for listening to the podcast We are not affiliated with any agency or organisation and all opinions expressed in this episode are our own and those of our guests. If you wish to make any comments about this episode, then please do contact us via email or our social media platforms that are listed in the episode show notes. Alternatively, you can send us a message or voice message via WhatsApp on the Big Scuba Bat Phone and the number is plus four four seven eight one zero. 005924. We will always respond promptly and thank you once again for downloading this episode.